Welcome to Everyday People Podcast with me, Nyung Bo. I'm your everyday person whose mission is to give everyday people a platform to share their incredible story, learnings and life tools to inspire you to dream and live your best life. I believe that you don't have to be famous, turn over a million plus a year, have lots of degrees or be in a high position to have something powerful to share and leave a positive impact in your community. I believe the only prerequisite is that you are being you and you are living the amazing life that is meant to be for you. That is enough to inspire me to go live my best life. Will you join me on this journey of sharing, learning and living alongside everyday people? I have my best friend Phoenix Lee in the studio. I call her Fung Lee though, but yeah, if you guys need to look her up on social media or see what work she's doing, it's Phoenix Lee. So she's a freelancer, hairstylist and makeup artist. She's been freelancing and working for herself for a year now. Is that right? Uh, Yeah. And she's juggling working in a shared space at Human Salon on Swanson Street with two other hairdressers. Um, She's working from home as well in her salon, accompanied by her big family of dogs and cats. And she also signs up to do shoots and fashion week in her free time for major brands like Mecca and also magazines like Fashion Journal. She's a natural creative who is always reinventing herself. Her hair colour is constantly changing. It's pink at the moment. She's always changing up her workspace and changing up routines to grow her brand and work. She's definitely doing a lot of work in the hair and makeup industry and showing her face and making a name of herself. Welcome, Phoenix Lee. Thank you. Thanks for having me. (laughs) I want to start by asking you to share a little bit about your childhood, growing up with your mum only and leaving school early to pursue working in the hair industry. All right, my life story, right. (laughs) Grew up with my mum, so mum's a single mum. And I've also got my sister and my half-brother, so very small family. Yeah, I don't know, I guess when you're growing up, everything just seems normal. You don't know the difference, so I feel like I had a normal childhood. But then when you notice other families, like I see your family and you've got like so many sisters and your dad was around. I'm like, oh, okay, my family's really small. But yeah, I feel like we're a nice kind of close, chilled out family. There's no drama. Went to high school with you and then throughout year 10, that's probably when I left. Yeah. Mum was going through some financial issues. She's Mm -hmm. like, just not great with money. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> yeah, and at that time I started working at Macca's and my sister worked at Macca's as well and I was just not going to school. And it just got to a point where I was just like, I'm not going to school. Um, I might as well work and help my mum out. And, yeah, that's what me and my sister were doing Yeah. for at least two or three years. We were just working full time. All our income was going to mum. Yeah. yeah, wow. Yeah, I think that's amazing that you could leave school so early and be independent and, you know, worry about your family and worry about where you guys are financially and being really cool about it and, you know, taking yeah. it on board and having the right attitude. Because I remember in high school you are definitely one of the smartest kids. You pick up on things fast. The teacher would read out your essay because she loves it. I think it's great that you do that, like have so much potential at school but leaving school to look after your family and just going with it, yeah, going with the flow of life. Tell us about how you ended up working in the hair industry. I always knew I wanted to do hairdressing though, even in high school. I think when I was about 12, I knew I wanted to do hair. I didn't know that. Yeah. 
Well, all throughout primary school and everything, I used to just do my hair in different hairstyles. In the 90s, it was butterfly clips and like colourful elastics and stuff like that. So I used to always have a different hairstyle. And I think the first time I dyed my hair was probably 12 or 13. Oh my God, I remember when we first met in year (laughs) 7. I thought you were an older student because you were wearing <laughs> your sister's school uniform oh, yeah, you told me on the this. first day while everyone everyone was in casual clothes and you were wearing your sister's T-shirt. And I thought you were older because your hair was dyed. It was yeah. funny to find out that, yeah. that we're the same year level. So I think when I left school, I wasn't worried about trying to get into uni or anything because I always knew that I was going to go towards the hairdressing industry. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know that. Did anyone know that or did you just keep that to yourself when you were younger? Because I don't um, ever remember you talking about it. I don't no, know you- I definitely knew I was going to do it. I remember when in high school we had to fill out work experience stuff and I just put hairdressing. Oh, so you always knew. Yeah, I, I always knew. I can't believe I knew you this for this long and I thought you just fell into it. Nah. Wow, yeah. that's amazing. Yeah, but I didn't realise... It's not just hairdressing. It goes into the world of fashion. There's just so much more. So how did you end up moving from Macca's to doing your first gig? Yeah, so, yeah, I was working at Macca's and I had my friend, his name is Alan, and we used to, we worked together at Macca's and we both wanted to get into hairdressing. And so every weekend we'd hang out and we'd go to, like, QV. There was Care House Warehouse there and we'd <laughs> chat up the lady that worked there. Aww. And then we were super interested in getting involved and I was like, oh, do you need anyone want to work? Oh, the lady was like, oh, do you want to just come after work and clean the shelves and we'll pay you cash in hand. So oh, that's wow. when I started, yeah. I started, I I started like, cleaning that. the shelves in Care House Warehouse for a couple months. I was working every day full time morning shift at Mac is finishing there and then going to her house oh my god yeah and then after I got a bit of experience doing that I was like all right I'm gonna go for the apprenticeship I wrote up my resume and I went and handed out to all the salons in the city um and then I got a call back from Falcone and they interviewed me and then I just basically got the job and I was like yep they seem like yeah. a good, good first salon to work for. Yeah, it's a really, yeah, great place to work. The standard was really good. It's really and, fancy. And the people were really great. We all still keep in contact. We all share work. And, you know, if I'm not free, I might recommend guys from the old place that I worked at. And the girls that I work for now are human. They were from Falcone as well. Wow. Yeah. I feel like the hair industry is actually very small because you end up together so often yeah it really is I feel like that's with any industry though it would be just small if you're in in Melbourne basically it's like tiny okay let's get into your story of being a modern hairstylist and makeup artist with social media with working at the salon and doing all these shoots you've been doing working for Mecca and big brands do you want to tell us about yeah what what it's been like doing your own thing and working for yourself. Yeah, cool. I think freelancing was always the long-term goal, but it's so unpredictable. So it's really kind of scary doing that where you don't have stable income. But You told me one of the reasons why you wanted to start doing your own thing is because it sucked that you were working full-time and you couldn't do all these creative projects that you wanted to do, like doing shoots. There was opportunities that were popping up with cool brands and you had to say no because you're working full-time. Yeah. So, yeah, well, what's it been like uh, just picking up these projects? Fashion is so last-minute. But, yeah, it's definitely hard because 
you might move your whole life for this one great opportunity and then last minute they might be like, oh, the samples that we were supposed to shoot haven't come in so we're going to have to postpone. Mm. You just always need to be available and flexible, Yeah, which is really hard with hairdressing. It has its perks. Yeah. It's really fun. I get to go go on cool locations. I was in this really cool church house today, just in Fitzroy. Yeah. I think Um, I saw you post a photo of you in a really retro-looking mirror. Yeah, Yeah, it was awesome. Sometimes I get to go to these really crazy mansions and or just amazing scenic places and mm. I'm like, this is fun. It yeah. doesn't feel like work. Yeah. Um, and I get to meet, like, meet amazing people and I met a lot of my really close friends yeah. doing shoots. Yeah. Basically just doing so much unpaid stuff yeah. for so long. I was only doing it because I loved it and it was creative. Yeah. Because you I weren't, to, you weren't yeah, always meet people. that social, were you? No, I'm yeah. very much an introvert. Like, yeah. If anything, I don't really yeah, like people. That's why it's great. That's why it's great that you're doing all these projects and you know putting yourself yeah. out there and putting yourself uncomfortable. I think that's what I'm grateful for with my job is yeah. that I can get to spend one-on-one time yep. with people, even yep. if we have nothing in common. We can still talk about something, and if I if we have nothing to talk about, I could just concentrate on my work, and it's yep. fine. Yeah, it's a nice way to meet people. Whereas if I I had to go out to a bar and talk to people. I just, Can't be oh, my God, I just <laughs> don't know what to talk about and I feel like it's work yeah. because I'm like, all right, what should I talk about now? What, <laughs> what question have I asked? Should I ask this? Like my brain just goes nuts whereas when I'm doing, when I'm working and I'm talking, it comes yeah. more naturally. Yeah, that's yeah. so funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because I don't experience that. I'm just blabbing questions I have too many questions to ask with me people (laughs) sometimes when I go out and I have to talk to someone new and I'm going through all the same questions I would when I'm meeting a new client in the chair I'm like where do you live (laughs) oh where are you from (laughs) like just all the same questions I'm like am I working or not working (laughs) I love that you apply it to like outside of work because it works for you oh yeah it it's good practice for me because yeah it doesn't really come natural so how about your studio at home? I love that every time I come over, you're always changing something. you always got something inspiring. Actually, you've got that quote framed up that you shared with me the other day that I really loved. So there was a quote by Sam McKnight. He's a really famous hairdresser. He does a lot of celebrities and um, he does like a lot of the shows at Fashion Week. He directs them. and Yeah. yeah he Is he Australian? He's from England. Mm. Yeah. He was part of a course that I signed up for online and he did all these videos of hair and stuff like that. And mm. when I signed up for this course, they sent me like a little welcome package in the mail and it came with this quote. Oh, and that's I love the quote so much. I framed it. And every time I look at it again, I always, I'm always, oh, yeah, I need to do that. But this is the quote. You have to be open to learning throughout your career. Move out of your comfort zone. Try to evolve and do the best job you can and then do a little more. I love it. (laughs) I love that if everyone does that, the workplace will be better because we're not just treating it as just the job that we get paid for. And we actually care about it and we're passionate about it. So we do a little more, put a little bit of us in the the work that we do. Being a little bit creative on how we do that. It's a good reminder because... 
sometimes when you're doing creative stuff every day, you get tired. Mm. You just don't have the brain power to do anything creative. You just keep doing the same thing you're comfortable with doing and it Mm. works for you. You don't think out of the box anymore. Mm. And then when I read that quote, I'm like, oh, yeah, I need to try to do something new and fun and just do extra. Another thing I like about your salon at home is you've got all your Frankie magazines on the table for all your clients and you've also got this cute little book that you brought with you today. Do you want to maybe read a small part of it that resonated with you? Yeah, so there's this little book by Adam J. Kurtz. It's called Things Are What You Make of Them. It's life advice for creatives. I actually saw it promoted by this band I follow. It's Tegan and Sarah and they were promoting this book and, yeah, you don't have to really even be creative. It's got cute little inspiring things that just gives you, like, a little pick-me-up, really. And I think... They were promoting it because they would donate a dollar for every book to their foundation. Mm. And I was like, sweet, done. (laughs) It's super colourful, which I love. I bought a second copy for one of my friends for her birthday as well. But, yeah, one of my favourite bits, the title is, you don't have to be the best at everything. You might be effing amazing, but you still never be the best at everything. This isn't weakness, it's self-awareness. Assess your strong points and then collaborate with or hire people who excel at what you merely are adequate at. Grow together while doing what you actually love. How have you used that quote in your own life, do you think? When you work with people who love what they do and they're, like, so good at it, Mm. it makes you kind of realise when you all come together and you do what you're best at, mm. you can make something can really, really good. Yeah. yeah. Even just small things. I don't know, you're making a coffee and they're really good at it. You're like, oh, well, I'm not going to try because obviously they're better at it. So yeah. just let them do their thing. And I'd rather just pay someone to do something they're good at than try to do it myself. Yeah. Um, no, I'm the same with this podcast. I just care about the content, guys. Can someone please do the graphics for me? Or can someone <laughs> yeah. help me with finishing the recording to make it sound better yeah because could put the effort into it and take too long to do it and it just doesn't look good it reminds me of something you posted up the other day about letting people do their job and letting go of oh no was it your last podcast or letting people do their job oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. my last podcast oh yeah, you're, last remembering. you're like yeah. yeah you gotta let go and not micromanage yeah. and just let them do them that one like really stuck with me because of an experience that I've had where I did have a manager who micromanaged me and I didn't feel free and I didn't feel like I could be my best because he was just controlling every move that I was making. I couldn't even think for myself. And then when you get a manager who works differently, you're like, oh, my God, I'm, like, doing so well and I'm reaching my potential. Yeah, it's so important that people let other people figure out what they're great at. Yeah. And blossom. You just need to trust people, yeah. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> Was there another quote that you bookmarked um, in that? Yeah. You will hate your work. Do you ever lie awake at night agonising over stuff you did years ago? Similarly, you will look back at previous work and cringe. To respect your growth process and recognise that as you learn, what was once your absolute best will feel amateurish. You will find new approaches to old problems and that is something to be proud of. Oh, 
<laughs> I don't. I can't relate to that. Can you? Yeah. Do, do you have something? Oh, definitely. Like yeah. if I look back at the first photo shoots that I've ever done, I'm like, oh, oh. my god, I can't even look at it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> like oh. that's terrible. So you can relate because you actually create something and it's you can see it. Yeah. yeah. Like even when I'm scrolling down my Instagram feed and it's like three years back, yeah. four years back, I'm like, oh my god, I need to delete all this stuff. <laughs> I do like just having strong images. Yeah. Less is more. People will only take in the first few things that they see and just make an assumption of you before they look into detail. So yeah. it's kind of important to put all the strong stuff first. So like on my website, I used to want to put all my work that I've done up on there mm. just so that I can see all the stuff that I've done. Yep. But no one's going to look through it except yep. me. So I need to put all the strong stuff first. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's it, it is fun looking at old stuff and being like, oh my god, I can't believe that I liked that back then. <laughs> I don't think I can relate in terms of work because it's more soft skills that I use. You Maybe know? you'll yeah. feel that way about the podcast. Yeah. Oh my god, hopefully with the podcast, guys. Hopefully looking back at this better. episode, you'll cringe and be like, <laughs> why did I say that? Um, one last question for you before we go to our quick questions. What is your ultimate dream in what you do? Because I know you did mention that you want to start running workshops and teaching other people how to do hair and makeup. Is that what you do? Or do you want to open up your salon in the city or something? Or is there someone you want to work with? What is it for you? It's funny, like the big picture changes every year as I get older. <laughs> you know, when you're young, you're like, oh, dreams are dreams. You don't see them. You don't really know if they're going to happen, but you like head towards that way anyway. Um, I think the big dream was like oh move overseas and direct fashion shows and all that kind of thing yeah but I think now I'm like settling down and I just kind of want to have a healthy balanced life Mm -hmm. so I just want to be able to enjoy everything yeah yeah not just like work all the time Mm -hmm. because I do that I work so much yeah. and then at you the end of it I'm like, working. why am I doing this? I'm so tired mm. and then I have all this money saved up. What am I going to do? Yeah. I don't know. So now I just want work-life balance. Yeah. Like wow. I want to buy a house in Turkey and go surfing every day yeah. and, you know. Do you reckon it's changing? Do you reckon the dreams are changing for people? Maybe everyone wants work-life balance now. Yeah. I don't know. Back in the days you'd have geniuses because all they would do is work really hard, like be an re- amazing artist or an amazing music producer, and they will forget about their family. Like you watch their documentary and it's these amazing geniuses who neglect their wife or ne- neglect their partner and family and that's why they're such a genius, but yeah. they don't have any work-life balance. But nowadays maybe people's change and, you know, yeah. they care about having that family and stable household. Yeah, I think about like if I did go towards that big dream, you know, I moved overseas and really succeeded in fashion. What am I going to come home to at the end of the day? Yeah, what if you have everything you wanted in your career but then you come home to nothing? Yeah, that's so sad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, maybe that we're heading that way a little bit and, yeah, it's, it's yeah. nice to... It's, it's nice to slow down mm. and enjoy everything. Yeah. Now I'm trying to schedule in time off and then... Being okay with not being busy because yeah. that's probably my biggest fear freelancing 
if I don't have work for three days, I'm like, oh, my God, <laughs> what am I going to do? I can't pay my mortgage. Yeah. But it's fine because I have invoices that haven't been paid. Yeah. And, you know, I just need a budget and an, I'm doing totally fine. So yeah. I can afford to have days off. Yeah. Okay, let's end this with my five quick questions. My first question is... Where do you write down your best ideas? I do everything on my phone, honestly. So if you look at my notes, I have so many. <laughs> like the iPhone notes? iPhone notes, yeah. yeah. If I write on my phone, I'll always go back to it and I can go back to it anytime, yeah. anywhere. Whereas if I have like a book or something like that, I'm, I have to remember to write it down when I get home and I'm not going to. So, yeah, so it's just, just easy on the phone. phone. Yep. My phone is my life. Oh, my God, if I lose that, it's like my work, my life gone. But the, I'm good, lost. Thing, the good thing about losing your phone is like, oh, refresh. And yeah, it's good to switch off. Now, my next question would be, how do you disconnect from your phone? Is there any little things that you do? Like for me, sometimes if I need to focus on something or I'm just getting too many messages, I just put my phone on airplane mode. Is there anything that you do? Yeah, I don't really look at my phone that much. Oh, okay, that's good. Sometimes I need to be looking out for work just so I can get back to people straight away so then I can lock in job. So because you work for yourself, what is one thing that you do to help motivate you to get up in the morning or to say yes to work? Because, you know, like for me, I work full time. I don't have a choice. I have to get up and get yeah. to work at 8 o'clock. So yeah. how do you do it? I find I'm really um, moody. According to the weather, if it's really grey and dark, I'm going to be moody. Yeah. <laughs> and if it, the sun's out, I'm really happy. So the new place that we're in now, the sun rises on the side that our bedroom is. Mm. And so every morning I tell Beck, my girlfriend, to put the blinds up. So yeah. then the sun comes up. Yeah. So I'm not still in the dark when yeah. my alarm goes off. Yeah. And that helps me get up easier. Yeah. Another thing... I actually sent you the other day was that video um, on Facebook yes. of how a millionaire gets up in the morning every yes. day. So Remind me again. He gets up and he makes his bed. I feel like that's so little and nothing. And I don't normally make my bed. I just roll out of bed. <laughs> I'm the same. <laughs> yeah, I roll out of bed. I'm so tired. I'm so useless in the morning. But making your bed... It means that you've accomplished something. Yes, yes, Yeah, yes. and it actually feels amazing. Yes, I've actually been doing it the last week because you sent me that. Yeah. I, I do feel accomplished. And, and then when you look at your bed and your bedroom is like all neat and tidy, you feel good and you're like ready to go. Yay. Yeah, I love all these content that people are posting because, you know, they're impacting us. You know, this yeah. millionaire guy, I don't know who he was, but yeah, we're doing our bed now. Yeah. <laughs> I think I already know your answer to this one, but what is your favourite self-care tip? Making time for yourself for like a me day, I think is really good. You can, I don't know, get a haircut, get your hair done, get your nails done. Or like, you don't have to spend money, you can just stay at home and like have a nice bath. See, I knew you were going to say that, have a bath. Yeah, <laughs> it's your favorite. bath is just the best. Do a face mask, do a hair treatment, anything. Once you've groomed yourself and you're feeling fresh, you're just ready to accomplish anything. I feel like when I'm feeling really lazy and down, I just need to refresh. Yeah, I might wash my hair and just style it. I'd feel fresh. Yeah, I like doing the same thing. I'll go get my nails done every two weeks. It's worth it. Even guys can do it. Like, yeah, get, 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 get a, a haircut, you know. <laughs> There's got to be some sort of science to that, right? You know, starting from the outside. 
Yeah. In. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Oh, because you like fashion, what's a good fashion tip with clothes? Like how do you make your outfit more fun? I don't really have fashion tips. I'm kind of like each to their own. I'm a big shoes person, so I'd always wear the same clothes and just mix up the shoes. feel like my whole outfit's changed, yeah. Get a new lipstick and then your whole outfit changes. And lastly, because you're a hairstylist and makeup artist, what's a good tip for your hair or makeup? Oh, it's so tailored. I feel like you've got to invest in getting a hairdresser or just like a specialist who knows their shit. Because most people who do come to me and get their hair done, they don't know what they want. They have an idea, but I will be the one to tell them how to enhance Mm. what they have Mm -hmm. because it's not really like this particular look or trend will look good on everyone. That's not really how it works. It's kind of tailored to the person, tailored to their job and their lifestyle. Oh, so wow. it's very personal. Yeah. Um, it's, it's really funny. When I got my first job in construction, I loved that I chopped my hair really short because I'm like such a masculine industry on one side. I felt so girly with my hair long and like nicely coloured and I just felt so girly and then when I chopped it really short I'm like oh I fit in now I'm girly and I you know stand out less so I I can understand what you mean when you say the haircut you know will suit the work or the lifestyle yeah yeah I mean you don't have to change yourself to fit in thank you so much for joining me being my first super super creative can I tell you I'm so proud of you (laughs) for doing this thank you You've just listened to the Everyday People podcast with Nyungvo. You can find out more about Phoenix Lee at phoenixlee-hairstylist.com or the salon she's currently working at humansalon.com. You can connect with her via her Instagram at phoenixlee.hairstylist. Listen to more episodes of the Everyday People podcast with inspiring everyday people on iTunes or Spotify.